Popolitikin.com. I've journeyed for miles with various styles. Before I was born, I was made to be a dangerous child. But as a man, I've evolved. Mercenary techniques turn a young geek into that of a god. Rap was never that hard. I bring terror to squads. Competition getting flipped like a deck of some cards. So swift but so sick, what I'm spitting is mightier. My pen is nausea to your heaviest sword. So bring your illest crew plus an extra two. You won't return like a library book that's overdue. The game is full of parasites, vultures, and leeches, so I spit the fireworks that'll blow them to pieces. It's the soul dragon, Malcolm Dwayne, coming straight up out of Nashville, and I'm politicking with the homie Poe on Poe Politicking Radio. Soul. PoePolitikin.com Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, iTunes, all that. Politic with my homie, Elmar the Star. How you doing? I'm blessed, bro. How are you? I'm great. So, why you the star, man? Elmar the Star. Break it down. <laughs> it was exciting. Man, for real, bro. Um, when I was really doing it uh, from Ohio, so me and my cousins was doing music, and my cousin is real good with nicknames, so... He was in school for psychology, so his his like moniker was Mr. Reverse Psychology. We had a uh, my homeboy Dre, a big dude, so they called him the most dominant big man. He just said Elmar the Star, and it just kind of stuck. <laughs> so like you know, because I was the one, I'm the most out there. You know, I, I've done a lot of stuff, I've acted and things like that. So you know, the star thing just kind of stuck in rhyme. So you know, it was just easy. It used to be Elmar the Great, but Elmar the Star like rhyme, and you know, it's easy for people to remember. All right. So what's your hometown? Let us know where you're from. Dayton, Ohio, where I actually currently am for the holiday. Dayton, Ohio, nine three seven. Yes, you like the Dayton family and all them. Now, see, that's the thing. Dayton family from Flint. Oh, okay. They just had the name. Yeah, everybody, yeah, everybody get that mixed up. Yeah, the first thing everybody, are you like Dayton family? I'm like, no, you're not from Dayton. Dayton from. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, Dayton, Ohio. Anything for us out of town we might not know about the, the city. Man, Dayton is, uh, man, it's a former GM town, General Motors, Ford, all that type of stuff, man. And, you know, uh, a lot of the factories left, man, a lot of industry left. So it's, it's a rough town, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of crime. But it's a lot of potential here, too, man. You know, there's a lot of talent out here. You know, a lot of funk came out of uh, Dayton, Ohio, Roger Troutman, Zap. Slave, Lakeside, all those like real heavy funk bands came out of Ohio players, came out of Dayton. So, you know, uh, it's a really a city full of talent, but it's, it's a rough city, bro. And I can't even, can't even front. It's real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's real. I tell anybody, especially the side of town I'm from and I spend most of my time, the West Side is a, you know, a lot of poverty. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I've done a lot of work in the community. I just did some stuff in the community today. You know what I'm saying? Just trying to better it. It's, it's rough out there, especially with these young kids, man. It's rough. So, that's Dayton in a nutshell, man. So how did you get, how did you, I guess, your background, how did you fall in love with music? Man, um, for real, my aunt, uh, when I was younger, you know, I grew up Pentecostal. I'm a preacher's kid. So we could listen to, you know, secular music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was, it, it was the devil. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're dealing with, um, but my aunt was sneaky. She would have like LL Cool J, Run DMC, stuff like that. So I would listen to rap through her. And then um, I was about 10, 11, I just started writing. And, uh, you know, just writing. It was kind of like a journal for me, but it rhymed, you feel me? 
So um, then I got a hold of a, a, a Tupac cassette. Uh, had Burnett got a baby and I get around on it. And I listen to that. I found people would have little tapes. Like I remember having a D nice tape I would sneak and listen to. And then, um, you know, my stepdad was having me to like the old 80s joints, you know, like uh, Slick Rick and all of that. So I just would sneak and listen to stuff. And more and more, bro, it just spoke to me. And then when my homeboy introduced me to Nas, Illmatic, that was it. <laughs> I was like, I got to do it. I got to do it because this guy's crazy. So, so if you could do like, thing, uh, let's do like a starting five of current rappers right now, like Ooh. new school rappers, who would it be? To new school? Yeah, starting five. Um, I like I like Kendrick a lot. Uh, I like Cole. Um, I like you know Childish Gambino. I don't know if you consider him new still, but I like Childish Gambino a lot. Um, I'm trying to think of another cut I cat I like. I like Schoolboy Q. He's nice, and um, you know who 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 I might catch some flack for, bro, but. I like his musicality. I like Young Thug's musicality. I might not like his his lyrics per se, but his his what his flow, the way he ride the beat and his harmonies and stuff like he he's he's talented. He's he needs to be shifted another way. But you like that mumble rap, huh? You know, man, because I work with the youth. I work with the youth. Yeah, I, I try I try to be as 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 open and receptive to you know what I'm saying. What they into? Like I have to know it. And so, like, I can't sit here and deny, like, I don't listen to it. Now, is it, like, my top playlist? Nah, but, like, there's a couple of joints I'd be like, I can, I can ride to it. You know so, what I'm saying? But like it, like, this is my top, nah. But he, I can see why he's likable. You know what I'm saying? So I, I respect that. And then who would be the coach? The coach would be, a, I guess, an old school rapper, per se. So who would be the coach? Man, my, my coach has changed from day to day, man. Of, the t- of, of, the, uh, of that team? Of that team will be coach. Yeah, Cole, because Cole he produce and he and he do the the rapping. I, I would say Cole, because he know how to make songs too. All right. So I want you to talk about your group. I know you're a part of the group. Is uh is you and is, is it Germicide? Yeah, Germicide. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Just talk man. about how y'all got together and let us know about y'all current project. Okay. Well, basically, man, we we were from. He's from Cincinnati. I'm from Dayton. We met once before through a mutual friend named Il Poetic. He's a, um, a, a luminary in the underground. Um, he actually is the guy I started writing rhymes with. We were like 10, 11 in class. And um, he introduced me to Germ. We was doing shows at different colleges. He introduced me to Germ through then. That was like 10 years ago. And so we were down at Atlanta at, at A3C when I first moved down to Atlanta. And uh, we bumped into each other, chopped it up, kept in touch. Um, and he hit me up to get on some different verses. And there was a song, our first single, Ours. Um, he needed a hook. So, you know, I had a beat. He gave me the beat. I sung the hook or whatever. He's like, yo, man, we should we should do something to this. So we wrote, you know, put it put it down. And I ain't think nothing of it. I actually stopped doing music for a minute. And he uh, hit me up uh, out the blue like, bro, man, I think we got something. We need to work, make some more records. So we just kind of got in the lab one day and just knocked out a whole bunch of records of different beats. Pulled it together, man, and that was that. I mean, I think we, we're very like-minded in the sense that we do it for the youth um, and we're lyrical. You know what I'm saying? But I think we, we, we blend well together because he's, you know, and the, the aesthetic is very hip-hop, and I kind of have the, uh, the, the the melody to it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still lyrical. So, you know, we, we blend very well together. And uh, plus he produced. You know, his beats, they're nice. So we work well together. So 
it was kind of like it's just organic, man. It just kind of came together. Like I wasn't thinking about rapping, but somehow he just kind of was like, "Yo, I think this record can do something. This is the nice something we can do." And there it is, bro. All right, and you said do it for the youth. I know you have the God Bless the Child EP. So are you going to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, God Bless the Child, man. It's basically, um, at the time we started the project, I was about to become a father. Um, Jerm was already like a new father. And we just were kind of just talking about our experiences with fatherhood and impending fatherhood and what that was like. And the music kind of told that story. Like, what will we leave for our kids that they can take and listen to and be like, all right, this is what my dad was about. This is this is what, you know, he stood for at this time period. You know, this is, they were the motivation for the project. So when we say God bless the child, not just our kids, but all kids, you know what I'm saying? All youth, because they're the ones coming up and they're the ones we trying to guide to a better direction. So, I mean, that's really what it is, bro. And then how, um, how well do you think hip hop, the hip hop culture is doing in educating the youth? That goes back to yo yo <laughs> your original statement about young thug and mumble rap. Um, I think I think the plus about hip hop now, man, is that it's so diverse. Um, with, with with access being different, like you know when we started coming up, like you had to pay for the studio, you had to spend a whole bunch of money. Like it was different. Like you couldn't just say you could rap. You had to actually invest in it. Now it don't require as much. So the bar is set a little lower. I think that content wise, um kids are kind of following what they see and it's always been that way but the difference is the stuff that's more intellectual the stuff that's more cultural doesn't sell like that you know what i'm saying and so i think it's important for those of us who make that kind of music to make stuff that kids will like like yeah i can rap over some beat bop and all that good stuff but if the kids ain't rocking with it they're just not gonna rock with it like you have to get them something they can actually listen to vibe to and put game in it so I think that's what me and Jerm do well. I think hip-hop overall, man, is just, they don't take that. The guys who really got something to say, except like I said for the Kendricks and the J. Coles and people like that, most of them, they don't sound good to the kids. They don't they don't want to listen to it. You know, like Cole and Kendrick, for example, have mastered creating a song that sound good and in the lyrics is where all the game is. But they can sing a hook, you know, a uh, uh, you know, a hook that they might have and they remember the hook and they listen to the words like, oh, you're actually saying something. You know what I mean? So I don't think enough artists with that kind of content do that. Or if they do, they're not getting the push. But they was doing that at the beginning. Like, all Absolutely. the rappers were doing that at the beginning, so... Absolutely. You get noticed too for me. And I, I, again, like, I get it because I think people put commerce over the art. So they got to eat. So they, they're willing to sell their... You know, sell they, I hate to say sell their soul, but you know what I'm saying sell themselves to make a couple dollars. Because, you know, when you get a certain lifestyle, you want to maintain that. But that's when you start looking corny. When you're 35, 40, talking about, you know, dudes you want to beat and all that kind of stuff. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> I'm a grown man. I got a mortgage. Man. I got student loans. I'm not about to be talking about dudes doing on no beat, man. But you try to stay relevant. You can't, you know, I'm not going to be able to, I want to understand you culture, but I'm not going to take it. Like, I think, um, like, T.I. is good at it. Uh, Jay is good at it, kind of like hearing what's popping in the streets. Gucci's good at it too, and kind of lining themselves up with it so they stay kind of relevant because they stay next to the young hot guy. But I'm not going to do nothing like that. Like, I can't make a dance record. Like like I said, I'm grown. I don't, what am I going to do? So you're right. I think in the beginning, a lot of them did used to do that. A lot of them used to have something to say. And I think that's why most of us get into it. 
You know what I'm saying? Because we really have something to say. We feel like what we're going through, somebody can relate to and benefit from. But when you start getting paid for it, sometimes folks change, you know. And sometimes they come back. Like Nas came back. He, he lost it for a minute. He came back. You know, it just depends on who you are as a person, your integrity. You know what I mean? Nah, they was saying Nas almost, he going to be the next billionaire rapper. I hope so. With that, with that, um, with that um, Silicon Valley joint he got, the, the investment firm he got. Yeah. And and Bevel too, the um the shaving thing he down with, he put money in that too. Yeah, I'm glad he got because you know when him and Jay was beefing, everybody was like, "Well, you know, Jay got more money than uh, <laughs> like that's why he won. He got more money." Like, nah, <laughs> so, like that don't mean nothing. But now that he got the money, now what, what can you say? You know what I mean? So, what are some of your interests and hobbies outside of music? Man, uh, boxing. <laughs> Boxing. I like working out, bro. I really like working out. I'm really big on health and wellness. I know if you're on my Instagram page, uh, me and a couple friends started a, um, a 50 a day push up challenge for 90 days. So we just post ourselves doing these push ups. Um, I do them at my job, at the gym, like wherever I'm at. I'm just drop down to 50 push ups, and um, that's been getting real good, man. I'm really heavy on that, and then you know I'm big on giving back. So I do a lot of work with the homeless. Um, I go to different schools and speak. Like people are like, oh. What do you do for fun? I'm like, I work out. <laughs> saying like, it ain't much. Uh, I like to eat, you know what I mean? But I, I don't really have too many deep, deep hobbies like that in reading. But none of that stuff is like, ah, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, oh, that's it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, I like to shoot guns. I like to go to the range. So any, what what kind of, um, any causes you support? Did you want to talk about? Yeah, man. Um, well, I'm definitely uh, support mental health awareness. Um, I'm, I'm a mental health therapist. That's my job. That's a day job. So I um, am an advocate for mental health, especially in the black community, uh, because the stigma around mental health is always somebody crazy or whatever like that. And um, we don't get help. Um, as far as black men specifically, um, more than half of black men who need mental health treatment never seek it. And part of that is because there's not a lot of brothers in the field like that. Uh, there's not a lot of access. And, you know, again, it's the stigma in our community. People think that you know, if you got a mental health problem, you're crazy, or we can pray it out. We can put some holy water on you. You can, nah, some stuff you really need to just sit down and chop it up with somebody. Not your pastor, not your grandma. Talk to somebody who's objective who can give you another perspective. Um, so I'm really big on mental health awareness. I think that's the biggest cause I'm behind, especially for the black community. That's cool, man. That's cool. I would say because sometimes I feel like, like you can be depressed just because, you know, Look what we live in, like a victim of racism, basically. So Absolutely. That, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's real. <laughs> like, shit, man. That's stuff, real. Man. Yeah, man. Shit, I mean, man. being black yeah. in America, especially being a black male in America, bro, is rough. You know what I'm saying? Like, rough. Like, every day you got to be on point. Like, there's no way you can, you can, uh, you know, it's okay. <laughs> Pops back there in the background, uh, cheering on the bucks, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you know, it's just rough. For um for us man you know what I mean and and sometimes you just want to talk about it, un just unpack that like especially if you if you work in an environment where you're the minority and just that like trying to be like uh you ever watch Blackish you watch Blackish yeah so like that like when you're really talking to like white people and they really think like like they're totally off you're like uh, really you bro really, <laughs> yeah they're just like damn like for real yeah. <laughs> And, and you, you just got to take gotta, it. You want to make your money, so you can't spaz out. <laughs> now imagine that. 
that stress and then coming home and having your regular life stress. Uh-huh. And most men in general were socialized not to talk to people. So it's like, we don't talk about feelings. Most men in general don't. So, and for certain cultures, especially black and Latino men, we on 10 with not sharing emotion. We either angry or we cool. We right. never like in between, you know what I'm saying? Or like, I'm hurt or I'm vulnerable. It's, not a third. it's like, nah, bro, I'm pissed. I'm on one or whatever. I ain't tripping. And it's like, who do you talk to about all that stuff in between? And that's kind of the, the gap I'm trying to fill is, hey, we hurt. We got, you know what I'm saying, pain. You know what I'm saying? We deal with stuff. And a lot of us, man, we do a lot of self-destructive things because we don't, know, we don't have no outlet. So, you know, um, like I said, bro, mental health, black men for me are like up yeah. there. Those are the causes I get, man. I would say, so how, how, um, how big are you on like meditation and stuff like that? I just really, I just kind of got back into it. A friend of mine was kind of, um, cause when I, I used to meditate a lot and I, I found myself a lot, a lot more productive. I have 2016 been a really rough year for me. So, um, I just started thinking about what was I doing that was keeping me at an optimal level. And when I was meditating, man, like, it was working. And I know based on my profession, meditation, scientifically, like, it rewires parts of your brain. It lowers your anxiety. There's all kind of stuff, man. So, like, now science is catching up with stuff people was doing thousands and thousands of years. Like, yeah, meditation, they suggest everybody meditate. So, I, I'm on it. Like, I got my little crystals. I got my music, bro. <laughs> Sit there, like... Oh, you feel me? When I'm done, I feel great. Like, I don't want to choke nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, saying what, what are those crystals for? They, they're supposed to have, they have different energetic properties. This is what they say. And so different ones do different things. You know, like, uh, you want, like, abundance or clarity of thought or, you know, stress. They all have different things. Now, me being the cynic that I am, it could be a placebo effect. You just think you got that energy. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, that's the so law of attraction, it, right? Yeah. If, if it worked for you, it worked. So if I said, I told myself, I'll try anything once. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Except crack. So I'll try it. See if it works. Yeah, you the second person that mentioned the crystals. But when I asked them what the crystals mean, they got all they didn't want to talk about. They were like, ah. yeah. So I was like, what are the crystals for? And then I, see, I saw that before. I saw people with crystals. When I exactly. I did, too. And that's what made me look at it like, what? They got these crystals? Like, I... This girl I knew had, I'm like, what you got crystals? And then she, she, and much like you, she wouldn't explain it. She just was like, oh, I just got them and helped me. I'm trying to learn, you know what I'm saying? So I went and researched, just like a really cool shop in Atlanta. Um, and they, uh, she, the lady educated me, like, yeah, this crystal does this, it does that. And I was like, all right. I tried if it's, if it's, it don't work, it's just, you know, some rocks in my pocket, you know what I'm saying? So it's worth it. I mean, it's cool. The meditation thing is cool, though. I definitely suggest anybody. Just try it just for a couple minutes a day, you know, and then you'll see over time how much better you'll, you'll feel when you do it. All right. What would you say to any aspiring artists, anybody wanting to make a career out of this industry? <sighs> that, that, that question is always one that, that that's a, a convoluted. But uh, for real, man, I really feel like you, you a, it has to be a passion of yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just something you're doing to make a couple dollars or to be, to, you know, cool in your city or cool on your block. You ain't going to last because the money you put into it, the time you put into it, the energy you put into it, you don't often get it back. Like, I've been doing music, man, for, from a performance and getting out there professional level for about 10 to 15 years. And I'm just now 
starting to see some of the fruits of that labor after putting all that time in. Like I said, for a minute, I stopped. So because it's just you put so much into it and you're like, man, I, ain't, I don't get nothing out of it. But it's when people hit you up like, bro, man, when you coming back, man, I, I got this one. I remember when you said this, remember when you did that. That keeps you going. So, like, if you're not passionate about music, I would suggest not getting into it. I mean, if this is like a hobby, that's the other thing, too. Is it going to be your hobby or is it going to be your passion? If it's a hobby, something you do on the side, that's cool. Get in your basement, make some music, let your friends hear it. No big deal. But if you're trying to pursue this as a career, you got to be focused. You got to have a plan and you got to have the right team. Like, if you don't have the right team, you're really wasting your time because you're going to be doing things that are fruitless. You know what I'm saying? So if you got the right team and you focused and this is your passion and you're willing to deal with all the BS that come with it, all the lies and people not telling you the truth and people gassing you up, people trying to get you for your money and all that kind of stuff that come with it, then, you know what I'm saying, I would say go for it. But if you're trying to do it to make a, make, make a dollar, this ain't the lane for you. <laughs> do something else. Go sell cars at Enterprise or something, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What would you like to say to all your supporters people that are with you so far man i just want to say man i, I appreciate it bro. i appreciate everybody on behalf of myself and germ and, and hip not records man i want to just say thank you you know what i'm saying because it's been a long time coming but we definitely appreciate it. we put our heart and soul into it so we hope that when it when it drop people really 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 get down with it man and they you know support continue to support because that, that's what keeps us going and then like can you tell them what what the music at where they go check you out if you go on our Bandcamp page that's Dermicide and Elmar, or go to Hypnot Records, H-I-P-P-K-N-O-T-T Records, and um, all our information is on there. We'll have a website. Um, our Facebook page is Dermicide and Elmar. Um, anything, Google that, Dermicide and Elmar, that's us. You know what I'm saying? Um, but definitely go to Hypnot Records, H-I-P-K-N-O-T-T yes. Records. Oh anything with Hypnot Records, and we'll be we're there. All right, man. We'll say thank you for coming through politics with me. No problem, bro. Salute to you. I appreciate you. Yeah, no doubt, bro. You want to say anything else? Anything I didn't cover? Hey, man. I think you covered it all, brother. You did a great job. I appreciate you. com. Peace and power to all who strive. What's going on? It's Elmar the Star checking in with politicking with my boy Poe on Poe Politicking. You feel me? Uh, it's going down, man. West Dayton stand up, ATL stand up. We're getting to it. Yeah! Had chickens, fact not fiction. Slick lines, get them, then like birds, I flip them. <laughs> Gave my all trying to get in, boxed out, locked out. Had the pistol grip, then war ready. Them whores steady, so what I got now, I couldn't be more ready. Mastered my craft, I couldn't be more deadly. Real life a nightmare, Jason or Freddy Krueger. Shooting at the stars with the Ruger. The game got me tortured, racks, Lex Luger. But you can't kill Superman, Lex Luthor. Since I'm the general shooter, shoot for your dreams, shoot for your future, shoot to be King Cooper. Time to ball out, I'm hanging with Mr. Cooper. Stress up, strain and the hurt and the pain I'ma claim that the world is still ours On the way to be king, I'ma do my thing Click, clack, bash for the stars Through the stress and the strain and the hurt and the pain I'ma claim that the world is still ours 
Valiant and princely I wake up to realize the galaxy against me They say the stars are in my anatomy Convince me They gather in the rings Off of Saturn to lynch me Born pure Then we leave with lots of remorse Going in circles in this world Like an obstacle course Many problems that I wish That I could stop at the source As time glides by Like a horse that I've been a force To knock you off course Have you plummet down To the deepest shadows Searching for light As you fight Found weak from battles Giving my life from the crowd You can peep the gallows What a speak like poison arrows you making noise, buying toys, are you boys and pharaohs? We got clothes, love pros, and avoid the sparrows. They say we all gotta go, but nobody know the hours. Until then, know your powers, cause the world is ours. Through the stress and the strain and the hurt and the pain, I'ma claim that the world is still lost. On the way to be king, I'ma do my thing. Click, clack, bang, Shoot for the stars. Through the stress and the strain and the hurt and the pain, I'ma claim that the world is still lost. A young king never had nothing Fake it till you make it back then I wasn't fronting Jokes I was the butt of Proof I could find hate when I lost love Just wanna walk with the righteous Preach the sun, might just Snap, crackle, and pop the nine for mine I'll bust God's favorite Sounds like a timpani From the concrete rose The greatest flower Peace and power Defeat the devour The world's ours Yeah Keep your eyes high, don't let your spirits get low The potential within you is ultimately greater than you know Don't be mesmerized by Babylon's towers Don't forget there's always sunshine after showers Not getting yours is for cowards Don't forget to share this world because it's ours Through the stress and the strain and the hurt and the pain I'ma claim that the world is still lost On the way to be king, I'ma do my thing Click, clack, bang, for the stars Through the stress and the strain and the hurt Old Politics would like to thank the following sponsors. If you're interested in being a sponsor or having ads featured on Pole Politicking, email us at polepolitikin at gmail.com. Ahala. Welcome to CoNimby Foundation, a private family foundation incorporated in 1968, and it's dedicated to our continued mission of reflecting the family philanthropic philosophy. Our programs expand educational opportunities and creative, inclusive communities 
because supporting the causes of education and community development is the hallmark of our work. The Foundation's programs have ambitious goals that seek to meet the needs of our communities. We acknowledge how important it is to have sound structures and strategies in place to achieve success in all of our programs. To learn more about our work, visit us at conimby.org and on Facebook at Conimby Foundation. While you're there, like our page as we will like to stay connected with each of you.